Welcome to the Green Ops Podcast, where we give you tips and tricks each week to become harder to kill. My name is Luke. I'm an instructor with Green Ops and your host of this program, joined today by Brian. How's it going? Also, we've got Josh with us. Hey. And today, we kind of want to talk, we're big believers in like the mental aspect of shooting, whether it's competition or just self-defense. We're, we're really big into understanding the mentality and being mentally prepared uh, to go and take on some of these challenges and not being too down on yourself. But first, before we get into that, we want to thank a couple of our sponsors. All right. So the first sponsor we're going to talk about is F3 Tactical. F3 Tactical is a tactical gear and apparel shop that caters to public safety professionals, military, security, and responsible armed citizens. And is quite possibly the best tactical gear shop in the country and maybe even the world. If you need any gear, go check them out at F3Tactical.com or stop by their brick-and-mortar store in Chantilly. And when you're there, just let them know that the guys from Green Ops sent you. And Josh? And the other sponsor is SpotterUp. SpotterUp.com is a lifestyle website. It's got guns and gear reviews and also lots of great articles and contributions from a diverse group of writers uh, about lifestyle and how to be a whole man, the concept of being a whole man, a whole person. The motto of Spotter Up is find a way or make one. And it's a good motto to live by. Basically, you know, don't whine about your problems, find a solution. So Spotter Up. Absolutely. SpotterUp.com. And that's where you can get all of your green up swag from there. Our t-shirts are there. Some patches are there. I think maybe some posters or some flags and stuff like that. So check them out, spotterup.com. So we wanted to talk a little bit about mental game. Um, and we're going to credit uh, Steve Anderson a ton just because he's kind of the one that's kind of pioneered this into the USPSA world specifically. And then maybe going all the way back to like Lanny Basham in his book. So, uh, let's just hop off on that, right? Uh, Lanny Basham, um, with winning in mind, you've read that, I'm assuming, Josh. I read it, and I read it. It's an easy book to read. I read it over a week uh, while I was uh, doing some training, and I immediately flipped it over and read it again. So in one week, I read it twice. Uh, so it's not a long book, and it's easy to read, and um, it was that good. I yeah. got that much out of it that I immediately reread it. So I've read it probably two or three times now and I revisit it. So I took Steve, so I read the book. I took Steve Anderson's mental management class and then I reread the book and I got so much more out of the book the second time just from taking the class with Steve Anderson, who is a, a mental management certified coach person certified person I don't even know what you call it right <laughs> but um he's certifiable <laughs> but um but it was such a like eye-opener game changer this is going to be three podcasts in a row where I mentioned that I just made master class in USPSA congrats so I got to keep patting myself on the back but I can directly say that the reason I made master class was from the mental game because I shot less pistol rounds and shot the least amount of competitions this year. And I still got that much better. And I think it was just all a mental thing. Yeah. It's really impressive. Actually it's, low round count year. You only shot seven carry optics matches and made your master class. Exactly. And I think it's all mental. You know, that, that book, have you read with winning in mind? No, before? no, I haven't read that. So uh, 
I've got it. You can borrow it. I mean, you have to read it. It's one of those things. So Lanny Basham basically is an Olympic shooter, a long range shooter, I think. Yeah, precision rifle uh, Olympian. Yeah, uh, like champion, and became a coach and trainer. So I think ultimately what he did is he was competing for the Olympics and kept getting silver medals. Long story short, he wanted to get gold, or maybe he was getting bronze and he wanted gold. And so at one point he started tracking. So I guess you just shoot for the 10 ring. And so every single time he shot something other than a 10, he wrote down everything that he did wrong or everything that he did. And he started, when he was tracking that, he started noticing he started shooting less 10s. He started shooting more 9s and 8s. So he flipped it and said, all right, every time I make a 10, I'm going to write down what I did. And he started making more tens. Right after that is when he started winning gold medals, winning world championships. So it was just a mental flip. It wasn't his skill got that much better. It was just that mental mental change in understanding what he maybe what he was doing and just mentally giving him that praise of, Hey, I just got a ten, you can do this, keep going. That was awesome, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. He uh I need to reread this book again. Currently, it's been a couple of years since I read it, but he, uh, yeah, kind of figured out this mental formula for how to have a positive mindset and how to like train your brain to win, right? How to train your brain to focus on the things that actually help you succeed as opposed to focusing on the things that just reinforce negative things, right? Or reinforce failure points. And as far as I know, Steve Anderson took a lot of his mental management and his training um, program from Lanny Basham, and it's and it's obviously reflected in Steve's teachings and on his podcast and everything. I'm going to talk about Steve Anderson and Lanny Basham like they're biblical figure, like they're like uh, saints or something here. Like, <laughs> well, I've not met Lanny Basham, so we can talk about him as like a saint. I've met <laughs> yeah. Steve Anderson, so maybe he's like Jesus. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah. Jesus walked the earth, and so Steve Anderson walks the earth. Steve Anderson's a real guy. We yeah. know that for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, we know that for a fact, and he's a cool dude. <laughs> yeah. One thing, so I took that mental management class. I will tell anybody listening to the podcast, I don't even care if you're not into USPSA. You're wrong if you're not into USPSA, <laughs> right? But even if you're not, just taking his mental management um, the, I think I got done, it's a six hour class and it's done through a zoom meeting and I got done with that class. And I, I think Steve, you know, for his time, I told him it was amazing. And I, and I think the words were, I don't even know that I care that this made me a better shooter. I think it made me that much better of a person or a father, just the way that I question, not question, but I ask questions of my kids and I talk to them it's never a negative thing. Yeah. You know, they do bad on a test and I don't tell them how bad they are. We focus on, Hey, you got one question right out of a hundred, but look at that one. I mean, right. you, you did really well and you're capable of doing it. Yeah. You know? And, and I think we take that same mentality when we teach classes too. There's a lot of times we, we taught a class the other day and we were shooting a B eight at 25 and there was definitely some like, tops or some scores that were like a 16 
Yeah. Out of a hundred point aggregate. Yeah. Well, look you at know. that. You got two on the paper. Yeah. Fantastic. So if you put yeah. two do that on there, more. you can do, you yeah. can put eight more. Right. You know? Yeah. And, um, but let's be honest, 16 is not that great. <laughs> it's not the best. No. <laughs> no. But having that mental, um, that mentality of just like finding the positive and everything, uh, that, that class, like I said, it, it changed everything, not just shooting related and focusing on the positives is such a good thing. Yeah. Um, and, and it's correlated to me, for instance, like we go and shoot a, a match and I have a Virginia state, right? Those first four or five, maybe six stages that I shot, like were not that great. And I knew they weren't great, but if I was Brian, for instance, maybe it would have snowballed. It did, right? Yeah, and and you felt no, the snowball. No, that's, that's that's the thing. Yeah, you get you get down on yourself. You go down that rabbit hole. You can start to tear yourself down and get into a negative headspace to where all it's going to do is snowball and get out of control. Uh, the way I was shooting there obviously wasn't great at all, but to hold yourself to a certain standard and then not mentally prepared to actually execute and then execute poorly and then just start letting that creep into the back of your head without a strong mental game to bring you back to understand that you just need to let that go. It just sort of spirals out of control and you just go down and down and further down. And it was just, it ended up being a bad day overall because, well, because there wasn't proper mental preparation for a, uh, a match of that significance um, there wasn't a lot that I had gotten to that year, and there just wasn't a lot of mental prep that I had put into that. So that was that was a big thing. Well, and maybe you didn't didn't know, like, so it's all relative, right? So everybody, it doesn't matter, grandmaster to to D class, everybody knows what's good for them, and everybody knows what's bad for them. And so I would say I was shooting subpar at best, but. Mentally, I knew uh, all I had to do was just keep it rolling, right? Right. Forget what what happens. One thing, and I hope I'm able to say this, but during that mental management class, we learned about how the brain actually works and how it comprehends things. And so one of the things that I'm doing during a USPSA match or during if I demo something in a class, I'm instantly going back and re... like mentally going through what I actually did. So... Hypothetically, we're at a USPSA match and we're in a stage and there's 10 targets and I shot, let's say, 16 alphas and four deltas, right? So I go back and I rerun that stage or let's say I had a standing reload on that stage as well. So mentally, I go back and rerun that stage in my head perfectly and I see it in my head, kind of like our pre-shot routine where we're thinking about everything that we're doing Afterwards, I'm thinking about everything I did, but all those deltas in my head, I'm making alphas and that standing reload was not there. I reloaded on the move. And if you do that enough times, and if you have a, so we learned this in that class, if you vividly like put that image in your head, your mind does not know the difference between reality and your dream. That's why when you have nightmares, you wake up and you think sometimes that just happened. So you're replacing you're replacing a memory with positive experience, yes. and you're reinforcing the positive experience in your mind, the making it more it likely that next time you do it, you're going to have a positive experience because you're thinking about the right way to do it, right? As opposed to thinking about mistakes and thinking about failure, thinking about the wrong way to do it, right? And these are just some of the tools. So, so it, I, I shot six bad stages, 
and on the scorecard. And when I got to the seventh stage, I'm literally thinking those six stages I just rocked because I had all alphas and I didn't make a single mistake. Even though those six stages I did in on paper, my mental game, I did not have any mistakes. And so that's why on the seventh stage, all of a sudden it just clicked. And it's like, bam. All right, now I'm shooting my game. Now I'm playing the game. I'm understanding what I'm doing. And, oh, by the way, these last six stages were right. just as good as the seventh one. There's a lot yeah. of um, tools. There's a lot of aspects to the mental game, to the mental aspect of shooting. Um, <clears throat> and like you said, understanding how to uh, tap into this mental game for shooting, it bleeds into all the other aspects of your life, right? Like you were saying from from Steve's mental game class, uh, mental management mm-hmm. bleeds into all aspects of your life. So it's really helpful for everything. Um, the one thing that we've been talking about mostly so far is, uh, a positive mental image, I think, right. How you see yourself and how you see your ability, right. And how to reinforce that and staying positive and focusing on the process and the successes and all of that goes a long way towards building that positive mental self-image right and just simply telling yourself like i can shoot all of these targets i can do all of this i'm capable of doing it um goes a long way uh so like you said you had a bunch of stages that needed work maybe you were consciously thinking about things too much and not letting yourself shoot subconsciously um maybe you didn't uh, visualize the stages enough so that you weren't running it subconsciously, whatever it was, you turned it around through mental management for the last half of the match. Right. Um, whereas Brian, you haven't been shooting this game recently as much. So you, you didn't have the mental management kind of tools coming into that match. Right. So when things started to go wrong, you probably started focusing on the things that were going wrong, just reinforcing it and, ensuring that you were probably going to do it, continue doing it. Right. And that's, yeah, going down that, that downward spiral. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot to it. And but. I'll, you know, I'll say, I'll give a lot of credit to, to Josh and Luke and Chris and everything. Cause I shot a match, uh, the following week after that did 10 times better. Obviously it wasn't nearly as lengthy of a, uh, you know, it wasn't a state match or anything like that, but also a big part of the mental game too is surrounding yourself with the right people. Right. That's a big thing people always forget about. We all we all crack on each other. We give each other a hard time. It 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 pushes you to get better. But at surrounding yourself with the type of people you want to be around that also understand that mental aspect that understand, hey, you know, just to reinforce, dude, you know what? Step back. Yeah, you you may have sucked it up, but do this, do this better this time. You you can do it. Or like you said, like when you you know, we teach class and we tell that student, Hey, look what you did there, you did great. It's reinforcing that and getting yourself around those kinds of people. I've been in the military for a long time. I've been around a lot of great dudes. I also have been around, you know, some, there have been some talk, toxic people for well, sure. That's not the military way though. Yeah. Right. right? To be, I, I, don't, I don't know. I've not never been. In no, the no, military, no, no. Right? We, yeah, no, we, like, we're very you're terrible. You're, and, you're terrible. You're very hard. You critique very hard and you do that. But I'd say more so than not, I've, I've actually been surrounded by some pretty good, uh, some pretty good dudes from the units that I've been in um, that will definitely, you know, they'll give you some crap, but they'll they'll pick you up and be like, hey, maybe maybe try doing it this way next time. And it helps you out. So that's that's a big thing. And we always tell students that after classes, hey, get into get into USPSA, find a group of people. It's usually a great, a great uh environment to be in. There's all sorts of great shooters out there that are more than willing to give you 
uh, you know, tips and things like that and let you know, you know, what you're doing good, what you're doing bad. And Hey, maybe you should try this moving forward. So just after that match, we had a training session right. a couple of weeks later and we basically set up a mini stage and we ran it a few times and just reminding you or maybe, maybe teaching you for the first time that you've never, if you've never heard it before, like, Hey, you know, there's a, there's a mental process to preparing for a stage, right? Like analyze, strategize, memorize, and visualize, which is Steve Anderson's like mantra for stage planning. Um, and a big part of the mental game, count the number of targets, know how many rounds you have to go do, know the places you have to go strategize the stage, pick a plan, memorize it, and then visualize it in your head as many times as you can. You're essentially, doing creating mental pictures of your site on every target and every target in your head and you're creating those pictures over and over again so you're basically running the stage a bunch of times before you actually run it so when by the time you actually go up to do it live it's it should be basically subconscious and just and just giving you that reminder and having you do that for one day the next match you went to it was you know you were uh, levels above where you were yeah. before just over in that one that one uh, when you're visualizing your stage what are you seeing in me? your head what am i seeing mm-hmm. i'm seeing uh a my sight picture if i'm shooting mm-hmm. irons or dot i'm seeing my sight picture on every single target literally a specific target if it's a partial if it's a tuxedo if it's a swinger i'm i'm seeing that sight my sight picture on that exact target so like, every single one like first person shooter type Every, thing. Yep. So you're seeing like the housing and yep. the gun out in front yep. of you. Wherever I want my eyes to drive. Um, so I'm, and I'm doing that. So if that includes a reload, which it often does, I'm including glimpsing my magwell for that split second when that reload takes place and then to the next target. So all of that. Yeah. So that, that's one thing that sometimes I struggle with is seeing, seeing that first person. I don't even know if that's the right terminology is seeing that first person or seeing myself in third person where, you know, I'm kind of behind myself and I see myself running around. I think that's the second way is the wrong way. Yeah. I do do first person because that's the thing like Steve Anderson's match mode. The definition of match mode is literally just seeing your sights on every single target, Mm -hmm. right? Seeing your sights on every single target. That's the only thing that matters. Um, And so that's what I do in my head. Mm-hmm. see sites on every single target i'm visualizing that um so and so by the end by the end of the match you should be able to recall every target in that match from memory when you're going home sure so how do you think that um correlates into and you might be able to answer this a little bit better brian but how does that correlate into like a self-defense um situation or scenario versus like a game right i mean i'm trying to get good hits on on target in a game but is there any way to like be mentally like prepared to that level for something like a a self defense situation yeah i mean you know drilling through something like a shoot house and having target discrimination and going through it i mean it it's mental it's also repetition going over it a bunch but yeah the mental aspect of it of running through shoot houses um dry and then blank and then live and then having things be changed up on you. It's definitely one of those things where you're constantly just picturing, uh, you know, bringing the gun up and in my case, more so than not was always, you know, a rifle, bringing the rifle up, having it right there and then kind of having it, um, you know, high center mass 
and then just knowing that that's that's where I have to be and that's the acceptable site picture I have and just to when I have to you know press the trigger that's that's where the site is I know that that it doesn't have to be perfect every time but that's right where it needs to be to eliminate that threat so what about like rock drills when you're when you guys are going out on missions so yeah so for something like that for something that's like a larger operation a rock drill is always a huge thing we we put it out we place it what there is, what is a rock so drill? a rock drill right it would be if you're going to um conduct an operation in a large area there's multiple um you know legs of that operation taking place at once let's call it you know a, a battalion sized operation with different companies having different pieces of the pie. You know, this one's going to set a blocking position over here. This one's going to come up uh, through so the middle. So you're assaulting a compound. Yeah, secure secure this area and do that. So it's it's everybody coming together, looking at, uh, you know, looking at it on a, on a scale that you build and then kind of showing everyone what you're envisioning that you're going to do and how that's going to take place and when that's going to take so place. So like on a model. Yeah. Okay. We basically build a model on like a sand table mm -hmm. um, or, you know, anything out there that, you know, it can, it can be super, you know, crude on the ground. But it's the same thing. You're analyzing, it, yeah. strategizing, Correct. memorizing, and, and then, then visualizing. visualizing exactly what you're, you're rehearsing do. it. Absolutely. So it, you do rehearsals over and over again. And, um, you know, it's just, yeah, I mean, the military, especially infantry units, it's all a huge mental game because your guys, you can't obviously be out at the range all the time shooting and doing things. So. What are they always doing? They're out there practicing, uh, you know, reloads and uh, drills. They're bounding. They're doing all these things. And all of it is just visualization and, you know, how long it's going to take them to do these things and when they're going to do them. So, yeah. The, so, obviously, mental game is something that everybody, like, hears about. Everybody knows is the thing that you should, you should have, you should focus on, right? But I don't think a lot of people especially like newer to intermediate level competitive shooters understand what it means by the mental game. Right. And so what do we mean by mental game? Right. Well, we've got the dry fire aspect, right? You need, you need to be shooting subconsciously. So you need repetition. Repetition creates subconscious acts, right? So repetition of dry fire, repetition of shooting, all your shooting becomes subconscious, right? And then visualizing your stage plan, visualize the crap out of it so it becomes subconscious right so then you're running that subconsciously and now you've got the mental aspect of positive self-image right telling yourself that you can execute all these shots well right that you're the type of person that does well at matches right as opposed to being like well i always screw this up i always suck at classifiers right everybody loves to focus on the things they suck at and their mistakes but you need to reprogram yourself to not do that so it's it's funny um that last match i walked the match or watched walked all the stages before i got there and i knew i, I was there for one goal right my my goal i knew i needed to get an 85 percent or better to make master so i'm i'm there for that reason and i'm walking i walk like the first three stages our field stages and then i get to the classifier there was ended up being three but it was the first one that i walked and it was lightning and thunder or thunder and lightning. The one it's a timed three different spots. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like six seconds from, or five seconds from 25 yards, two on three different targets. Then you go up to like 15 yards. I love that class. And you do one, one, one reload one, one, one. Oh, I love that one. And then I forget who I was walking with. Might've been Nick or maybe it was one of the Coons brothers. I think it was Robert. Um, Coons one of boys. us. 
yeah, we were we were walking it, and he's like, "Oh man, this one." And I remember telling him, "Like, yep, like I've got it. I'm gonna crush this." Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all just hold my beer and watch this. Like it's getting ready to get on. So this is great. So you knew exactly what you needed to make master, and yes. this is the match you can do it. Yes. So that can create a huge amount of anxiety and nerves, right? Lots of pressure. Like this is it. I can do it right now. I got one chance. So were you nervous? Not at all. All right. Not at all. all and it was funny. A bunch of so there was a lot of students that was weren't on our squad. Robert was on my squad, but there was other students in other squads. That were coming up to me and like, hey, did you see the see the stages? And I was giving them tips on that lightning and thunder. When we did Steve Anderson, we actually ran that drill or ran that classifier multiple times. And he said, you know, don't worry about the time. Don't feel that you have to get six shots in every single section. You just need to put alphas on paper. That's it. Mm-hmm. And if like specifically that second one is one 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 reload one one one, and I remember him saying, if you don't get to the reload, who cares? Get alpha, alpha, alpha. Don't get to the reload. That's 15 points versus Delta, Charlie, Delta, reload and another Delta. That, that is a great one because you, you, it makes it easy to not worry about the time. I think, Yeah. I I mean, I don't know if it makes it easy. Maybe it doesn't because there's a (laughs) definitive second beep coming, but well, and if you go over that beep, you get a pretty hefty penalty. Yeah. So, but you just have to focus on the process what's right. important right shooting the gun shooting alphas right right put dot in the center and let uh-huh. it go yeah um so did you did you shoot all the stages the same did you shoot the classifier any different than you shot the other stages so maybe but after that i knew i had made master and then it turned into don't DQ. That's got to count. <laughs> right. So maybe that, I don't know. Consciously but, a little more conservative after that. So you didn't yeah, that break next the stage, That next stage, actually, I kind of burned down pretty well. Oh, okay. I felt really good about it. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it was my confidence coming off because I knew I had checked the scores. I knew exactly where I stood and I knew that was going to count. So then I did one more field stage and then that's when we went to the other classifiers. And I remember talking to Robert thinking, you know what? I can zero this and I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then I, I kind of said to myself, you know what? You can do this. You're a master class shooter. Yeah. You just did it. Just go do it again. And I did. Just shoot subconsciously. Just yeah. shoot the targets. Do your reloads, shoot the targets. And it might have been uh, Steely Speed something. Mm. I don't know. Those are fun know. classifiers. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a great time. And that's the one. I shot that better than I shot the uh, Lightning and Thunder. Nice. That's the one I got 94 point something percent yeah, versus the other know. one was like 92 percent or something. Yeah. So... But that was one of these where it's like, yeah, why, why would I try to zero this? No, you're, you're good enough. And that was the mental, that's the mental game, right? I told yeah. myself, hey, you're good enough to do this. Right. And I believe it. And so just go and do it. And the, I just win it. The pictures, it. the picture that you had in your brain, um, I, did you, you visualize the classifier a bunch before you shot it? Oh, yeah. I treated it like it was yeah. a field stage. So you're visualizing every shot. Targets. You're visualizing smooth draw, good shots, clean reload. Um, and that picture in your brain is you executing it smoothly and cleanly, and then you did it. Right? right. As opposed to worrying like, oh, shit. Like, I know in the past where I was like, oh, man, I got to make sure I get this reload. And I start worrying about the reload, and I start picturing messing up the reload. And that guarantees that you mess up the reload, right. right, if you picture that. So whatever picture you create in your head is generally going to be the one that you do, right? So create good pictures in your head of right. success, right? Stop 
Stop talking about negative things. Stop talking about what you suck at. People do this at matches all the time. They talk about, oh, man, I suck at this, or, oh, that's a hard target. Like, stop doing that. Well, that's right. the shooter mentality, too. That's yeah. a USPSA way to do it. Yes. It's just to There's say a lot of negativity and a oh, lot of yeah. crap talking and a lot of tearing people down and tearing yourself down. People love doing that. Yeah. They do. And they it's because they're afraid. They're trying to make themselves feel better, I think. so. Yeah, I think they're afla- afraid of succeeding. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And, and okay, that's fine. Maybe And maybe it comes off a little bit conceited or maybe just very confident, but... I, I don't kind of buy into it. I remember Julian giving me a hard time in the last stage of Virginia State. You know, we were back and forth. And the whole time in that whole stage, he literally is like, watch that no shoot as yes. I'm like running through. And watch it, man, that swingers fast and all this stuff. And just trying to stay in my mental game. And then I went and burned it down. Yeah. But he was just like, yep, you can say whatever you want. You have to, yeah. This is how good I am. You got to zone this, that Julian. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Yep, that's very common that people do that, though. Um, it it really is, and um, and that's kind of like it's something that's kind of frustrating about like the shooting world in general to me, right? Yeah. Um, we've got some like we don't have the best shooters sometimes that come into some of our classes, but we can still I I still like to find the good things that they have done. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they shot an eighteen. Yeah. Out of a hundred points, but right. hey, you've got a nine right there, right? Or one of those went in the ten ring. You put one right in the middle. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. That is awesome. You know how hard that is to do. Yeah, obviously they do because they have eight <laughs> others that aren't even on paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they know how hard it is. But saying, hey, yeah, you're really good at this. Just just do what you did right there, and, yeah. and you're going to be just fine. Yeah, people have a hard time on focusing on the positive. Yeah, um, and I, all this stuff we're talking about, um, I've had really really accomplished tactical shooters as students like like formal soft former soft guys like really good shooters like you ask them to do solve a shooting problem like hey we're at 25 yards like put all your rounds in that head box or like you know crush these crush this shooting drill and they'll do it and they're really good but when it comes to executing um a drill on demand, uh, a more complex drill like a field stage like a USPSA classifier stage or a field stage this whole aspect of analyze, strategize, memorize, visualize, visualizing the stage over and over again, like that lesson right there is worth the price of admission to a, a private lesson or a class from us. Cause people have no idea that that's a thing to right. do. So that understanding that and learning what we're talking about here today is probably the biggest game changer that I know of in becoming a better shooter. And I've and it and it all really really works too. So this is like a huge, uh, you know, light bulb moment for a lot of people when they hear this stuff. A hundred percent. The yeah. the the mental thing of shooting. I mean, like we said at the beginning, I haven't shot a lot of matches. I haven't shot a lot of rounds down range this year. Yeah. And it it was all mental. I I did. I upped my dry fire. Right. I dry fired more this year than I have in years past. But it it was all mental. And and like the carryover kind of what Brian was saying, you know, they're mentally rehearsing, you know, going into a house and doing CQB and all that stuff. Also having just like a, a concealed carrier or just a civilian, whatever, but having that confidence and believing in it too, mm-hmm. right? Not just saying, Oh yeah, I can shoot whatever, but actually knowing and mentally rehearsing it and believing that you can actually do it, set you up for a positive yeah. situation if heaven forbid you do have to, 
you know, pull your gun in the Walmart, right, and take a 22-yard shot. If you believe you can do it, you can do it, you know. Yeah. If you put some work in, if you put a little bit of work in, it goes a long way towards having confidence. Sure. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying the guy that stays yeah. at seven yards or three yards yes. for all the time all of a sudden just says, yeah, I can make a 50-yard shot, and then that's enough to make the 50-yard shot. Yeah. <laughs> but putting in the work to do it yeah. and then believing that you can do it. Yeah. I think those two go hand in hand and can make you that much better, like yep. exponentially better at shooting. Yeah. If you put in a little bit of put in a little bit of work, it builds your confidence a lot. It makes a big difference when you go cuz cuz now when you go to execute, you're not wondering what's going to happen. You're not questioning your ability. You just know. Right. You you don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about uh messing up or failing. You just know that you can do it. And and it's, you know, the results are are better absolutely absolutely so brian we're we're coming up against it we're at 30 couple minutes so any any last words you want to throw out about mental game i mean you're specifically like you shoot uspsa and you shoot competitions but right your bread and butter is kicking down doors yeah i and mean so it's... how does that you know last last words yeah, I mean, from my side of the house, it's it's more of a, it's more of a tactical background. So, but the mental game, I would say, a lot of people, if it's if you're listening to this, and you know, maybe you're you're still trying to figure out how to wrap your mind around this, you've probably been doing it most of your life, and a lot of things. If you've played sports, if you've done things that you're good at, uh, think about those things that you actually are very successful at, or that you exceed at. That right there is a mental game. When you go out and you, you know, have fun doing whatever it is you're doing, that's part of your mental game. If you go out and you're good at skateboarding and you know you're going to tear it up, that's your mental game because you know you're good at that. If you play golf, you play baseball, um, anything. Not that, that the, this is a golf podcast, but I almost – that mental game di- directly correlates with golf. So, yeah. so when I would I, say almost as much a, as if not more than shooting. So – yeah, Probably so, other sports too, tennis. Well, I'll do like a quick one on that too, real quick, because I know we, get, we don't have a lot of time. I told my wife actually when we were in Hawaii, um, I was shooting a little bit of USPSA when I was in Georgia before I had left. And when we were in Hawaii, it was a little bit different with, uh, you know, gun laws and places you go shoot and stuff. So I was playing a lot more golf there. And I said, man, I feel like golf directly correlates to shooting more than anything I've ever done. I agree. the mental preparation, the little things that you have to do, your hand position, your you know your body position everything you're sitting there thinking about coming up to that next shot and where you want to place that ball yeah. it literally correlates to shooting every that time is, i swing some golf clubs i think the same thing like it, man this is so much like shooting it's just like shooting yeah. and it's a, if you want to play one sport and you don't want to just shoot all the time but you do you are big into shooting sports and stuff i will tell you one thing to do play some golf when it's nice out because it's literally the same type of mental preparation you come up on that shot if you look at that shot and go, oh, my God, I'm going to go into the water right there on the right, I guarantee you're going in the water. US, you cannot USPSA think that. is just bullet golf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it, it really is. It really. I used to play a lot of golf, and so I, I see all the correlations between the two. Yep. I mean, maybe, maybe more so um, just because I, I, I think I might have been better at golf than I am at shooting. Really? Yeah, when I was playing golf. What about baseball? Maybe, I, maybe a little bit. It's it's a more of a team sport, so it's hard for 
you to like, or for me to say that, hey, because I struck out, we lost. It's like, well, the other eight guys struck out too, kind of helped us lose. Um, (laughs) Or or maybe they didn't, and that kind of helped us win. Um, Yeah, there's a mental thing, right? There is a mental being good enough and having enough confidence in your skills. But I think those individual sports is where it really – heck, I remember I was bowling. I was in a bowling league years ago. So much fun. Um, but I had an opportunity to bowl a two ninety like six or two ninety something like super high score, and I struck the first uh, first ball in the tenth, struck the second ball in the tenth, and I remember getting over top of the ball, getting ready to roll the third ball in the tenth, and I turn around and the the entire bowling alley has stopped. Oh. And they're watching me. Oh, yeah. And that's all it took. And just the level of nerves. Choked. That, oh, man. The yeah. ball didn't go three foot down the lane before it hit the gutter. Like, <laughs> total wah, choke. Wah, total wow. choke. Yeah. And I turned around, and you could just hear everybody like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you never bowled again. <laughs> that no, was no, I think I bowled the next week. Yeah. I don't know. We ended up, so it was a bunch of <laughs> it's funny guys. And, and, that but we, but now if you were in that same situation, you know exactly how to handle I, it. I think I would. Yeah. I th- because I would have just bowled, you know, nine strikes in a row or whatever it was. And yeah. I, I had one spare and it was a nine and then I picked it up. So I don't even know what the score was going to be. It was going to be big. But um, uh, yeah, so... Now I would know just, hey, yeah. you just did this seven Don't times Don't worry about in a row. the score. Just do Don't one worry more. about what the people are watching and doing. You're just yeah. focusing on the process. Yeah. Just doing the same thing do, that you've been do doing. Do what you've done this yeah. entire time. And yeah. But I, I'm sure I tried to do something different. I don't remember my where my mental head game was at that time. You, you got in your head. Yeah, you were consciously thinking about it, and yeah. it completely screwed you. Funny story. It was a bunch of guys. We were playing um, – we were in a golf league, and so we golfed every single week, and we bet and – you know, gambled and all kind of stuff. It's a great time. Well, it started getting cold and we were like, man, I don't really want to golf in the cold. And so somebody said, what about bowling? <laughs> Literally there was, uh, we, we fielded two teams of eight guys and I would say six of the eight were like, uh, I've never bowled before. Like we've bowled a couple times, but I don't own a ball. Do I, do I have to own a ball? Do I have to buy shoes? We ended up, my team ended up winning the league and it was a money league because we were gambling, right? Everybody wanted to gamble and it was a money league. And there was a lot of people that said we sandbagged because our handicap was high enough because those first couple, you, we've never bowled before. So we don't even have a handicap. So our handicaps were very high. Then I'm bowling two nineties, right? Two eighty seven. Yeah. And then I'm total getting, ringer. Yeah. I, I think that actual, that game I was like four. It, I counted for like four hundred pins because I was getting a hundred and some odd pins because of my handicap. And um, what's the Bill Murray and and Woody Harrelson movie? Oh, uh, Kingpin. Kingpin. Great movie. Yeah, Classic. Big, what's his name? Big Al. Oh, no, man. Big Earn. Big Earn McCracken. Big Earn. Oh. He said I can buy my way out of everything <laughs> <laughs> after he won a million dollars. That's how I feel like showing up to a USPSA match. I'm like. It's just impressive being in the presence of all these amazing athletes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so Who's Rudy? Why is everybody wearing his jersey? Yeah. <laughs> There's a 
a lot of people that wear those jerseys. I don't, I don't get it, but good for them. Good for them. So, um, any last words about like the mental game or about, like I said, 30 couple. So any last words? Yeah. So if you're a competitive shooter, strategize, memorize and visualize the crap out of your stages. And I mean, visualize it 20 times if you can and focus on what you're doing right. Stop focusing on your failures. Stop making a big deal out of screw-ups. Silently correct it and move on, right? That's, that's probably the best advice I could give for people trying to figure out mental game shooting sports. Absolutely. And, and one thing I will add is Steve Anderson has an amazing podcast. I would tell you to go listen to him. Also, if you have an opportunity to train with him, do it. Um, if he's coming to your area or if you have an opportunity to host him, definitely train with Steve Anderson. Josh and I both have. Brian, you have not I'm yet. going to. As soon as I get a chance, I'm yeah, absolutely going to. I mean, next time he's in the area, I'll I'll sign back up. Yeah. Uh, maybe just 100%. to hang out with him. I mean, you, he tells great stories. Yeah. Stories I don't even know that we should like share with people. But I, I cannot um, share them. But yeah. Steve stayed with me for a few days when he was here, and I didn't want him to leave. I love Steve. He's I mean, the best. he was in his past life a full blown rock star. Yes. So just imagine what rock star stories there are, yeah. and Steve has them. He is like the coolest guy I've ever met. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's so cool. He, he's pretty awesome. But yeah, so take some classes with him. Get in his men- mental management class. I know that's an online thing. You can go Zoom or whatever, uh, like Google Meets or something like that. That's how he runs those. It's 100% worth it. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, I'm available on Instagram. I'm Wreck It Luke on Instagram, or you can email me at luke at green ops.com. Brian, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, Instagram, it's uh, shootermcchristian75. Awesome. So check him out. Make sure you like, uh, like him and follow Brian, Josh. Um, I'm Instagram, I'm underscore Yoshi underscore Moto underscore. I've got a YouTube channel. Uh, it's uh, Yoshimoto underscore Green Ops, I think. Uh, hit me up on either one of those, and we can chat about shooting and training. Did you just read that off your phone? No. Oh, okay. I, I hope <laughs> it's so great that you definitely <laughs> pulled up your notes to figure out what your Instagram handle was. <clears throat> it's okay. Um, but if you want to actually take some training with us, we have like two or three classes left this year in 2021, and they're probably – mostly sold out uh so your best bet might be in 2022 check those classes in 2021 but if not check us out 2022 we're starting to release a lot of our schedule right now on our website it is green-ops.com also if you want to take training from us and you can't come to the texas or virginia locations you can host us at your location all you need is a range x number of paying students in a conversation so if that uh appeals to you send an email to info at green-ops.com and then we will start working to figure out what classes you need taught where it's going to be what instructors are coming your direction so uh send us an email we'd love to help you out there lastly we don't promote this podcast and so Basically, word of mouth, if you could like, share, leave us a five-star review, all that stuff, that helps us out immensely. But thanks for tuning in. Your mental, The mental game in shooting in general, whether it's USPSA or some sort of competition or just like a self-defense or maybe you're a door kicker like Brian, right? The mental aspect of shooting is much bigger than you are giving it credit for right now. So start respecting the mental game and start practicing 
the mental game and start getting better at performing the mental management of actual shooting. And then also sign up for one of our classes. We'd love to talk mental game all day, every day, if you were there. So hopefully we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in, and hopefully we'll see you on the range.